0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, if you're expecting me, uh, you're one of these liberal goofballs that watches my show or something, and you're expecting me to sit here today, oh, look, it's a day we can all come together. Uh, Beat it. Wrong show. That's not going to be this show today. Zero uh, interest in that. Zippy. Zippy. Zero interest in that one. I titled today's show Dark Days Ahead because that's exactly what's going to happen. Why we're supposed to celebrate it. Oh, there's going to be unity. Unity. <laughs> really? You, that's hilarious. The Senate with their uh, tyrannical Democrats and weak-kneed wuss Republicans, their first act they want to do is to impeach a president that, in as of today, is no longer the president. Oh, unity unity you republicans you should just fall in line everybody needs to celebrate it's a wonderful day for all americans no it's not no it's not it's a dark day for america i do have some positive stuff for you though because i know a lot of you are pissed off like i am this stuff all comes in cycles folks history is very clear Remember that feeling when Barack Obama won and then they took over the the Senate and then the Scott Brown election where we stopped the filibuster temporarily? Remember that whole cycle there? It all comes in cycles. Eventually, we got Donald Trump. We won back those bodies. Kept the House, took the Senate too. You just have to be willing to take the punches now. And I'm going to warn you about the troubling days ahead. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, get a VPN today. Secure your online activity from prying eyeballs. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Don't wait. Now more important than ever. Who knows who's watching what you do on the internet. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, in the interest of times, I've got a lot to cover today. Uh, I want to get right to it. I just want to address also, at the end of the show, I'm going to address this third-party talk. I can't tell you in strong enough terms how bad of an idea this is. It is not my opinion. Yes, this is an opinion show, but I base it in facts. I cannot, in strong enough terms, emphasize to you what a strategy for failure this is. It may make you feel good, but I'm not here to make you feel good. I'm here to tell you the truth, and I'm going to show you the hard evidence that this is a guaranteed recipe to go down in flames. I said it last last night on Hannity. 50% of people thought I was right. 50% of people thought I was crazy. All right. Today's show brought to you by our friends at MD Hearing Aid. MD Hearing Aid is an FDA-approved digital hearing aid that my father is a huge fan of right now. Uh, Digital hearing aid, it costs a fraction of what a typical hearing aid would cost. The average price of a hearing aid in America is over $2,400 a pair. But their Volt Plus model is just... $299.99, $299.99 each when you buy a pair. Can't beat that. MD Hearing Aid was founded by an ENT surgeon who saw how many of his patients needed hearing aids but just couldn't afford them. He made it his mission to develop a quality, high-quality hearing aid that anyone could afford. Their sleek design fits so well, no one will even know you're wearing it. Plus, it's rechargeable with battery life that lasts up to 30 hours. The Volt Plus is waterproof and up to three feet of water. You don't even need a prescription or a doctor's appointment. You buy it directly from them with audiologists and licensed hearing specialists available seven days a week. So how do they make the hearing aid so affordable? Since about 95% of the people who need a hearing aid only require a few settings, MD Hearing Aid simplifies the need for certain components not needed by most people. MD Hearing Aid has brought affordable hearing to over 600,000 satisfied customers. They have an A-plus, better business rating, uh, and offer a 45-day risk-free trial with a 100% money-back guarantee. Again, a big favorite of my dad who's had trouble with his hearing for a while. So you can buy with confidence. It's time to reclaim your life from hearing loss. Go to mdhearingaid.com. Use promo code BonGino B O N G I N O to get there. Buy one, get one. Two ninety nine, ninety nine each. Offer. Plus, they're adding a free extra charging case, a $60 value, just for listeners of my show. So head to mdhearingaid.com. Go today. Use our promo code Bongino. Or you can even call them at 1-800-734-9524. That's 1-800-734-9524. All right, Joe, let's go. Let's get to it. Here you go. No time. We got to dust off. Everybody dust off. We've taken a few standing eights, been knocked down. Time to brush off. Remember, the Democrats, when President Trump won, these liberal lunatics were out there with their pink hats on the next day. We can't let them outwork us and just forfeit. There's no forfeiting. It's a boxing match. I can't use this analogy enough. It's not a golf game. Golf game, you walk off the golf course, nobody cares. The guy behind you plays through. He loves it that you're gone. The owner of the golf course loves it because you paid and you left early. Nobody cares. That's not this. It's a boxing match with no referee and no rounds. When you stop punching and no exit from the ring, the other guy's still whipping your wazoo. There's no quitting. It's not an option. I'm very sorry. That's not a path to anything. I tried to give you some semi-optimistic news when we started, which I'll conclude with at the end, that this all comes in cycles. And you have to understand that. This does not have to be some permanent sense of despair, but I have to give you the bad news first because I'm not going to do Pollyanna BS. Oh, look, it's all great. Time for unity. Different show. It's not this show. You're never supposed to tell people to not listen. But if you're looking for that, it's all going to be great. Peaches and cream, unity, but lunch bucket show. Great. Lunch bucket show. You mean the guy who authorized a spying campaign with Barack Obama and Donald Trump? You mean the, the big guy? In the back pocket of China, our our geopolitical number one foe right now, nuclear powered enemy. You mean that guy, lunch bucket? His son with the laptop we haven't even seen yet? I'm telling you, everything I hear about that is abysmal. And you're asking, damn, why don't you put that stuff out? Because I don't have it. The people who are telling me they have it, who I trust, are telling me it's awful, worse than awful. I'm just telling you what they've told me. I don't have it. If I had the laptop, I'd give it to you. I don't have it. That guy, the corrupt family, the Biden crime operation. So let's cut the BS and give the warning sign first. You know, it's fascinating. The incoming uh, or now by the time this airs, the President Biden administration I just heard a rumor on Fox this morning that they were negotiating with the Death to America Iranians when he was the president-elect. I thought we weren't supposed to do that, Joe. I thought that was a Logan Act violation. Yeah. No, we live in a country with justice. Justice is bold, and you know it. Justice died a long time ago. Justice. Give me a break. The plan, 75,000. Get the hell out of here. Justice. What do you mean justice? Justice? You put a guy in jail, a three-star general, Mike Flynn, who I'll hopefully get to later, for false allegations of violating an act nobody ever considered constitutional, while the incoming Obama administration was negotiating with the death-to-America Iranians trying to build a nuclear bomb to blow us up. That's A-OK. Of course it is. Because justice is dead. It's dead. Forget it. We can fix it. We have to fix it. Why do we have to fix it? Cuz we don't have another choice. What are we going to do? Just let everybody If it, listen, if not for you, for your kids, I understand you're disappointed. I feel it. I read your emails are devastating. I'm with you. But sincerely, we owe it to our kids. We owe it to our kids. It's not all of you. Actually, it's a small number. Most people are are ready for the fight ahead, but some are really upset. I understand, but it's not for you. It's for your kids and it's for my kids. We've got to fight, but justice is dead. The Logan Act, that was always a scam to politically weaponize the justice system with the dreaded air quotes to target political enemies. That's not justice. That's retribution for political uh, differences. We now got a guy in office who's in the pox taking payoffs from China. Joe Biden, the big guy. Unity, it's like fucking Joe. You can ram that up your wazoo, okay? I'm not interested. Take that garbage somewhere else. And all you weak-kneed, wussbag, pathetic, spineless, jellyfish Republicans out there, this is a moment of national unity. Please beat it. Please, ladies and gentlemen, put these imbeciles first on your primary list because they really don't understand the fight ahead. A moment of national unity. You got a guy in the White House who was paid off by the Chinese and whose son was paid off by the mayor of Moscow, a Putin stooge's wife. And we're all supposed to. It's the this unity. Stick your unity up the wazoo. I'm not interested at all. We have a tyrannical leftist group of totalitarians in the media, authoritarian, proto-fascists who are eagerly ushering in an uh, an era of massive censorship and the crushing of free speech and the cultural prosecution of 75 million Americans. And we're all supposed to sit back. It's the moment of unity. Caboose insertion. That's where that goes. I don't give a. About that. They're already talking about crushing tax hikes, regulation to suffocate the economy. Yeah, this is the perfect time for that, Joe. Perfect time. We got millions of Americans out of work, communist Democrats in blue states putting businesses out of business with no scientific evidence at all because of the coronavirus. And this is a great time for tax hikes. Let's invoke a $15 an hour minimum wage. That's a great idea. Restaurants who haven't earned money in six or seven months teetering on the edge of total bankruptcy and annihilation. Let's raise their labor costs. Let's double them overnight. That'll work out well. There isn't an area among serious economists, not more on liberal economists who are a joke. I'm like Krugman. I'm talking about serious economists. There isn't an area of mass consensus. More agreed to than the idea that minimum wage crushes jobs and jobs growth. Any sane economist will tell you that. But no, no, let's double the minimum wage in states that are struggling with restaurants that can't keep their head above water. That's a great idea. And let's hike taxes for everyone creating jobs and give it to a government already 20 plus trillion in debt. Let's increase spending by another trillion. We don't even have enough money now. Let's double it by another trillion. Another fantastic idea. This sounds depressing, Dan. It is. But make no mistake. It's not an excuse to give up. It's only to prepare you for the political battlefield ahead. There's no giving up. It's not for you if you're a quitter. And many of you I know are not. And I'm with you. Thank you. Thank you for thickening up that skin and getting ready. But for people who want to quit out there, I get it. I understand the pain. Believe me, my heart is broken. This has been the worst two weeks of my life. I'm not in a good place. It's not just parlor. It's not just the election. It's not just the impending disaster ahead with the big guy communist stooge in the White House now. A stooge of a communist Chinese government who paid his family off. It's the fact that I know the road ahead is going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Am I going to even... Forget the stupid quotes. It's time for reality. So it's not just the tax hikes, the crushing government spending, the massive debt we have no money for, the inflation we're looking at ahead. It's inevitable. It's a mathematical certainty. Free speech is dead. Government spying's alive. Free speech died. It's over. You don't have the ability to speak anymore. No need to relitigate the consortium of big tech tyrants, media communists, openly practicing Soviet-style tactics right now. And leftist totalitarians. The trifecta of doom is crushed free speech. You're not going to be allowed to speak. You may not even be allowed to have a job suit. Oh, that sounds crazy. Does it? Really? Does it? Hearing stories left and right of people who are working for the Trump administration, minor roles too, found out on their LinkedIn pages, were fired from their jobs immediately. Oh my gosh, that happened? Yeah, yeah, that happened. That doesn't sound like we live in a free country. I told Paula last night, we don't. You you remember what you live? We live in a free country. Really? We do for liberals. You're free to say anything you want. Death threats, spy on the president of the United States. Go on social media and literally post death threats to everyone. Get a hashtag trend and kill Donald Trump. You're free to do whatever you want. You'll be celebrated. You'll get a contract with a with a with a blue chip company. Become a Marxist Marxism. You know, Marxism that wiped out hundreds of millions of lives and snuffed out and imprisons minorities for decades. Black Lives Matter, an openly Marxist group. You're celebrated. You get corporate donations. That happened? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that happened. I warned you about the Department of Justice and would there ever be accountability for spying? Just throw that garbage out the window right now. And I you know what? I'm really sorry if I had any faith that was ever going to happen at some point. I think 3 4 years ago I really thought we would get some accountability. <laughs> you can throw that out. The government spying is alive and well. John Brennan and the former CIA director notoriously now uh, alleged he spied on the US Senate. And the incoming president of the United States, and John Brennan, skate free. he'll sit there on Twitter and all the way, you're all communists, but me, he's the actual communist. Free speech is dead, government spying is alive. But this is a moment of unity. Yeah, wazoo, insert wazoo now. Racial discrimination is back, codified. Joe Biden wants to bring back critical race theory, critical race theory. You know, where the color of your skin determines if you should be discriminated against. I thought that was a really bad thing. Just checking, Joe. I think as a nation, we fought a civil war against that and had a massive civil rights movement to get rid of the really morally inept sinful stain on our society that your skin color determined anything i really thought that was a bad idea joe i'm gonna stick it's to that, sure. that yeah, that's you, a bad idea yeah. knowing you i'm i, I can assume mm-hmm. faithfully you're gonna stick to that too yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even have to get your because I, I, I know joe right. i've i know joe pretty well i'm gonna stick to that idea That putting people in boxes, good and bad, based on their skin color is a really bad idea. But no, we're back to critical race theory that if you're born white, we haven't even figured out what white means yet. The media declassifies and reclassifies people as white as they see fit. Remember the guy in Florida involved in that incident? I forget his name, the shooting incident with the young black man, they call him a white Hispanic. Oh, Hispanic. What was it? So the classification shape, but racial discrimination is back. Matter of fact, Biden said it. Remember we're going to give priority to black and Hispanic businesses with taxpayer money. I thought that was illegal. I thought we delegated our taxpayer money based on things like need and stuff like that. (laughs) Stupid me, the morons on Facebook, you know, fake book, the sleazeball losers at Facebook—they they added missing context to another section of our our Facebook page. Facebook's a total joke, and I can't encourage you in strong enough terms to abandon either Facebook or Twitter. So racial discrimination is back under Biden, but it's a moment of unity. We need sissy Republicans. I'm so tired of you losers. I can't even take it. But, Dan, you're going to tell us at the end of the show not to start a third party because it's strategically buffoonery. It has never worked because it can't. Do you believe in math? It can't work. The evidence is everywhere. Yeah. From John Anderson to Ross Perot to Teddy Roosevelt, it has never worked. Why would you try something that has no evidence of working? It's our Republican Party. We built it, it's filled with losers. Because we let people win primaries by not showing up and voting who were losers. There's 75 million of us. Why are we abandoning an entire ticket on a ballot that we built because a couple of losers have taken it over? I'm, not, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna fall in line with that. All right, because I, I wanna get the bad news out of the way. I wanna get to just the worst part of all this because this is, and believe me when I tell you this, this is the worst part. The media bootlicking is back. Listen, I'm not covering this to do, you know, someone sent me an email. I always break down the fourth wall. Criticisms and comments, I, I, I welcome them on our email account because it helps me. Help, I'm isolated here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I, I live in my, I don't get out of my house much. I'm not kidding. I don't, I'm, I'm isolated here. I watch the news. I talk to people rarely anymore. It's for a lot of reasons, but it's true. So I appreciate your comment. And a lady sent me criticism this morning and said, listen, you're doing too much of this kind of, you know, hip, cool, bash the media stuff. Folks, I'm not doing it for the reasons you think. I'm doing it to set you up so you understand that corruption and tyranny flourish with a compliant bootlicking media. It's the only, the reason this stuff is allowed to happen. Logan Act violations, like the Bidens talking to the death to America Iranians before they got in their administration, that the big guy taking payoffs from China and his son taking payoffs from communists in Russia. The reason that's allowed to flourish is precisely because the media is not that we don't have a media anymore. We have full time propaganda prov the Soviets. That's on again. Let me get to my second sponsor. I'm going to get to that. It's going to be quick that the media bootlicking is back. It's important to expose these buffoons. And to show you how when the suppression of real reporting ends, corruption and tyranny are allowed to flourish. If the media had done their jobs, Joe Biden would have lost this race in a landslide. But they didn't. All right, let me get to my second sponsor. I want to welcome on board our friends at Masterworks. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking for a place to invest, we have got the location for you. Did you know only 1%, not 10, not 1.5, 1% of day traders actually turn a profit? So why are so many of us mistaking picking stocks for serious investing? You can't control the markets, but you can certainly control your risks. So how do billionaires like Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos control their risk? Well, they invest in blue chip art. That sounds unusual to you. You're not alone. But contemporary art returned 13.6% over the last 25 years compared to 8.9% for the S&P with a lower loss rate than gold and almost no correlation to the stock market. With the Fed injecting money into the economy at a rapid rate, smart investors are moving some of their wealth to hard money assets like art to hedge against inflation. Masterworks.io Masterworks.io is the only platform that lets you invest in paintings by artists like Basquiat, uh, Banksy, and Monet. At a fraction of the cost, the experts at Masterworks.io will create a custom portfolio to meet your investment needs. With Masterworks.io, you don't have to choose between big risks and big returns. Sign up today at masterworks.io and use code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, to skip the 15,000 person wait list. Again, that's masterworks.io, promo code Bongino. See important information at masterworks.io slash disclaimer. Check them out today. So the media bootlicking is back, which will certainly allow uh, corruption and tyranny to absolutely flourish because the tyrants, most of them are in the media. Let me just give you a few examples of how you cannot expect any serious press coverage of the corrupt Biden crime family as they enter the White House. The moment of unity. (laughs) Here's a tweet that popped up yesterday. This is an editor for the New York Times. Joe, we're back to the chills and thrills up the leg. No, no, literally. (laughs) Check this doozy out. This is Lauren Wolf, blue check mark, Joe, New York Times. She must be smarter than us. She says, quote, the picture of Biden's airplane from yesterday. Biden landing at Joint Base Andrews now. I have chills. Of course you do. You're a Pravda-like media person who, of course, you'd have chills. Your ideological ally, the big guy in the back pocket of China, son took payoffs from the the Soviets over in Russia. Of course you'd have chills. Why wouldn't you? At least she didn't say like Chris Matthews, since fired, I think was he was he fired from MSNBC or let go, whatever it was. At least there was no thrill up there. Maybe there wasn't thrill. Yes. Up. Maybe that was the chill. Who knows? Here's a quick video from a commentator on MSNBC, literally in tears, um, cites a psalm at the end and makes and makes God comparisons between Biden and God. Listen to this uh, pathetic piece on MSNBC. It's about twenty seconds. Check this out. Thinking about all of those folks who, just for the moment, the nation shared their grief. Oh, what a first step. What a beautiful step. So I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm reminded of the psalmist, you know, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Um, maybe the death will speak to us now. Maybe they can rest now. What the hell was that? Talking about Biden making Psalm god like references. I'm pretty sure God didn't take payoffs from China. And the Soviets. I'm just reasonably confident that that's using the Lord's name in vain. What a disgusting way to do that. Making references between this guy coming into the White House with a, 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 I mean, the most corrupt family we've seen in modern presidential history. Making God references while you're crying? Weak. Give me a break. Here's another one. You can expect more hard-hitting uh, coverage of the Biden crime family, Joe. Here's a tweet from the Washington Post. Hard-hitting, Joe. Hard-hitting. Oh. Here we go. You can expect some hard-hitting fashion coverage. The Washington Post tweet, perspective. In fashion, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris display their common ground. Pocket squares and pearls convey a stylish team's message. That's a, that's a real, that's an actual tweet. Hard, hard Such hard-hitting journalism. Here's one more quick video, and we'll move on to some a very, very serious piece, a very serious that I warned you about. Is national unity even possible anymore? I warned you about this in my second book: "The Fight." I wrote that book years ago. There's an entire chapter on where this was going. Don't say I didn't call it. It's written there about 10 years ago. But finally, here's the most pathetic video of the day. A CNN commentator. I this want defies description. Just watch it yourself and weep. Still some uh, tinkering going on with the inaugural address, but his aides are, are have made really clear. It's not like he's trying to ignore or paper over uh, either what happened at the Capitol two weeks ago or what we've been through uh, throughout four years of the Trump presidency and the contrast on display tonight was so stark. I mean, those lights that are that are just shooting out from the Lincoln Memorial uh, along the reflecting pool. I look it's like almost uh, extensions of Joe Biden's arms embracing America. It was a moment where the new president came to town and sort of convened the country in this moment of remembrance, uh, outstretching his arms I don't even have anything to say about Jeez. that I'm just gonna move on because it'd be it, it, that's the only I don't even know what to add out your okay moving on so um there's an article in the show notes I need you to read today uh, again ask please if I if I may please subscribe to my show notes and my email list and my newsletter a lot of conservatives are out there asking on social media for you to do that and I recommend not just my email list, but any conservative, you can get your, your hands on. It's our, it may be our only way to communicate with you in this new media, tech tyrant, liberal, totalitarian, communist regime they want to bring on where conservatives aren't allowed to exist, no less speak. They'll have a tough time shutting us down on email. I'm not saying it is impossible. They won't look to do it. I'm telling you to be really tough. You can subscribe to my email list by going to bongino.com slash newsletter. And every day I will send you articles like this, this is a Mises uh, Mises.org article, a website I really enjoy, where actual sane, economic-minded people go. It's time for a national divorce, Mises Wire. Folks, I warned you; you were going to see more pieces like this. Again, my second book I wrote years ago, "The Fight," which popped recently again on uh, the book-selling sites because there's some predictions in there. If you read that book about the security nightmares ahead, about elections, about soft secessions that I warned you about that are now coming to fruition now. A lot of people are reading it like, hey, didn't you write this? No, I wrote that 10 years ago. One of the things I wrote about are the dangers of the United States fracturing. The very real danger of it happening. This article addresses that. Is it time for a national divorce? And it addresses the question of why are we striving for unity when nobody's interested? It's a serious question. Is it not worth considering? You have, when you live in a political ecosystem where the goal of one party, Is to annihilate and destroy the other party, to bankrupt, humiliate, potentially arrest and silence the other party. I'm I'm, this is a serious question. It's not a joke. It's not an effort to further divide and inflame. It's a very serious question that I'd like you to ponder for a second. I can't do a moment of silence for you to do it because we're on terrestrial radio. And I think after like seven seconds of silence, some best of kicks in. But on a very serious note, I'd like you to ponder it for a minute. How is unity possible if the chasms between two parties are enormous? We share almost nothing in common. Nothing. Tell me an issue. Joe, a serious question. I'm not messing with you. Tell me an issue mm-hmm. and, and tell me where there's a consensus on taxes. We yeah. believe in lowering taxes and economic freedom. The left believes in hiking taxes and taking your money. It's not hyperbole. It's fact. Right. Healthcare. We believe patients should decide healthcare. The free market will eventually reign, and the free market will drive down healthcare prices. The left believes the government should control the healthcare. There's no, there's no, the, the, mm-hmm. the finger thingy if you're watching on video, you know, that doesn't work. There's no connection there. Schools. Huh. We believe the parents should pick where their kids go to school. Democrats believe in indoctrination factories. Your kids should be forced into public schools. There's no in-between. Abortion. We believe that a child's life begins at conception. Democrats believe a child's life begins when they're seven years old. That I mean, what? There's no... Okay, that was hyperbole. But you had Ralph Northam, the governor of Virginia, talking about how after the baby's born, we'll make it easy on the baby when we like... <coughs> Where's the in between? There's no in between there. Democrats confiscate all the guns. Republicans. You know what? I'd like to protect my own family. There's no, where's the unity? It's a serious question. We don't believe the government should spy on political candidates. The left, hey, not only do we believe it, we love it. There's no in between. Life is typically lived on the margin. I say it all the time. Not here. There's no marginality. There's no in between. There's no like, Yes, partial spying on government politi- by government politicians and the CIA on politicians okay. There's no you either fight it or you don't. So I'm making the case now that is unity even possible when there's no overlapping of you have one circle left, another circle right and they never overlap. So that's problem number 1. You need to read that article, by the way. I'll tell you what he proposes in a second, but I've got to set it up. Problem number two, I stated before. The Democrats, not all of them, but the liberal wing of the Democrat Party have gone full authoritarian, totalitarian. They are practicing the same tactics communists and fascists have used throughout human history. I discussed it on yesterday's show. Here's the notes from yesterday's show. Sorry, wrong side. Book burning. Secret police, domestic spying forces, and re education facilities? That's the left's new proposals? And we're, we're, suppo- we're supposed to unify around that? We're going to start burning books? We're not even going to burn We're not even going to publish them. Again, even worse than burning. You want us to support a domestic spying force to spy on political opponents and re education facilities for political But You want us to support? Are you insane? When one party's only goal is the annihilation of the other party, bankruptcy, targeting them on social media for humiliation and death threats, destroying their livelihoods, boycotting everything they stand for. How's there, you want us to just go along with it? There's you, where's the, where's the unity there? I'm asking you, the listener, and I know most of you are to practice realpolitik for a minute. Politics as it is, not as you want it to be. All this flowery BS on cable news today and everywhere, by the way. I work at a cable news, even there, so you, all this flowery, that is a great moment of, no, why are you saying that? Who told you that? You have a political party about to take power whose goal is your political annihilation. Your bankruptcy, the destruction of your kid's future and education and a healthcare system that'll move towards rationing and government control that will get millions of people killed. And we're expected to just go along as a guy with a notorious history of taking his family, of taking money from enemies of the United States. We're supposed to just celebrate this? Oh, look, it's such a beautiful moment. It's not a beautiful moment for me. It's one of the darkest days I've lived through in a long time. So two things here. Unity is impossible when the chasms are too wide. Unity also is impossible when one side wants your destruction. So if unity is impossible, what are the options? Well, the author of the piece, which I, please, bongino.com slash newsletter, go there, subscribe, read the piece. He says, listen, if unity is impossible, then what is possible? So he talks about a couple of options. Secession, regionalization, and decentralization. Folks, I warned in my book, to Fight. Again, I don't I'm not care if you buy it. Or, this is not me shilling you the book, I promise you. It's, you could probably get it free somewhere or library. I'm not, honest to God. I just, I saw this coming years ago. I discussed in the book, option number one, how you were going to start to see in the future with an increasing centralization of a federal government whose party demands the annihilation of the other party, that people just weren't going to sit back and take it. That there was going to be a form of soft secession as people just ignored federal government edicts. Oh, damn, that doesn't happen. Ladies and gentlemen, it already happened. California ignores immigration law. Am I, Joe, am I wrong? They ignore federal, yeah. California ignores federal immigration law. I thought they didn't. How I, I don't understand. Like, I'm listen. I'm not recommending this. Let me be crystal clear. I'm telling you what's happening, and what the authors writing are the only options in a state of non-unity, which is what we're in now. You have liberal states right now that ignore the federal government completely. The federal government has immigration laws, which California says we're not interested. Thanks. You have other states, whether you agree with them or not. Marijuana, weed, whatever you want to call it, grass. I'm not hip with the new terms because I don't smoke weed. Whatever your stance on marijuana laws are, states out there have ignored it. Wait, I thought there was a federal government. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm giving you two examples in the interest of time. I'm telling you there's probably 20 or 30 examples where states, liberal states, have already engaged in what can only be described as a soft secession because they don't, pres- they, they don't practice federal, fe- they've ignored it. Federal. They've thrown it out the window. So who's crazy? I warned about this in the book. How long is it before conservative states Start following the liberal model and just say, yeah, we're not going to do that either. You understand the dangers of this path? What happens when states then want to split up into new states? Then you have California, West California, North California, Southeast California, Northwest California, East West Virginia, West West Virginia, Northwest Virginia, South Central West Virginia. What are you, you going to have? What are you going to have left? The second thing he talks about is regionalization. Well, maybe regions just get together and say, hey, we're just going to do our own thing. Wyoming, Montana, whatever it may be. But the third option he presents is a fascinating one, the idea of decentralization. But ladies and gentlemen, maybe it's time to get back to what the founder's original idea was. To leave most of the powers to the people and the states and leave areas of mass consensus up to the federal government. Pretty simple idea, no? In other words, the federal government that'll make the decisions that'll affect the largest number of people, right? Because it affects the whole country. For liberals, this is just simple math. The biggest state in the union is California. California puts out a state edict. It only affects the, what, uh, how many people live in California? 30, 50 million, I don't even know. 330 million people live in the United States. So when the federal government passes a law, it affects everyone. The founding fathers knew that would create trouble. Why? Because something that affects everyone, Joe, should have mass consensus. Not overwhelming consensus, but mass consensus in the form of a constitutional republic where elected representatives in a representative democracy vote on things that the people they represent are supposed to support some mass and regional consensus. What's the problem, ladies and gentlemen? That outside of our court system and our military, there are very few areas of mass consensus left anymore healthcare. Half the country thinks patients should control healthcare. The other half thinks, uh, bureaucrats in the government should decide who cracks your chest open. Schools. I'm talking, believe me, I'm only addressing the big issues. <clears throat> Go through the whole litany of issues. I'm just giving you the big three, education, the economy, and healthcare. On education, half the country thinks that, uh, you know, a Marxist in the public school system and some say should be able to teach your kids monopolistically. They should have no choice. The other half says this crazy idea, like, hey, maybe we should pick where our kids go to school. I know that sounds nuts. One half of the country believes you should turn over your money to the government to flush it down the toilet. The other half believes, I think I know what I can do with my money better than idiots in the government can. I'm just saying. Outside of our military and a court system, there's not much mass consensus left. So what about decentralization or the shrinking of the federal government going forward? Ladies and gentlemen, I see it as the only path. Ah, Dan, that's unlikely. Maybe, maybe, but I never, on the, I'm giving you an option. I'm not telling you it's a likely option. I'm not telling you it's going to happen tomorrow. I'm telling you, I owe you some explanation and a fix, however hard that fix is. I never thought we'd get here either where the totalitarian left is destroying people's lives by the day because of their political beliefs and they managed to do it. Maybe they thought it was impossible 50 years ago too, but here we are. Not telling you it's going to be easy. I'm just telling you I perceive it to be the only path to shrink the federal government to a bathtub, to areas of mass consensus only. It's the only way. National elections then wouldn't be such a penalty for the losing party either way. You're a liberal, you lose to Donald Trump, who decides to run again in say 2024 with a massively decentralized government that only does a few things and hopefully does them well, then what are you worried about? You can go live in California, send your kids to garbage schools, pay 60% of your money to taxes and sit in emergency rooms and hospitals for 62 straight hours because they can't build the hospital infrastructure system. That's your thing. You can go to portions of New York and deal with the communist mayor. Of course, you won't. Everybody's moving out of those two states because liberals are hypocrite frauds. Um, But that's what we should do. The penalties for losing a national election wouldn't be as severe. We lose to the Biden crime family. You move to Florida and Texas where they actually respect your constitutional rights. It's better than a soft secession, ladies and gentlemen, where liberal states have just ignored the government anyway. It's not easy. It's not easy to commit to a long term path of shrinking the federal government. That's been a disaster down to a bathtub. Spies on its citizens, pissed away all your money, created a national education infrastructure that's destroying your kids' future, decimated the healthcare system, bankrupted American citizens with a ridiculous lockdown. It's not easy. But you want to live in a lockdown state in a decentralized government? You go right ahead. I'll continue to live in Florida where we're free to actually eat in a restaurant, not like crazy people in an outdoor restaurant that's actually indoors because they covered it like an indoor restaurant. All right, let me get to my third sponsor and I got some important stuff coming up too, including an absolutely terrific article by Dennis Prager about why the left is so afraid of free speech. Um, our last sponsor is my original sponsor um, and my, still one of my favorites because I use it. Listen, life's about habits. We've been focused more than ever on our health. Let me just get to, I, mean, I don't, need I, I, just leave that up. But I'm going to read my own read because I love this stuff. And I, they, Brick House lets me do my thing because you know I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, obviously there's a lot of stuff going on right now. It's time to be healthy. I've got my own health crisis. You've heard enough about it. We're almost done. So that's good. But this is the time for a healthy immune system, healthy metabolism. Get your blood pressure in check. Get your life in check. Everybody has New Year's resolutions. Is there a serious medical professional out there, a nutritionist, that would tell you, ah, ah, vegetables, don't worry about them? No, of course not. They tell you, eat your fruits and vegetables. So why don't we do it? You got to prepare them. You got to shop for them. Let's be honest. It's hard. I, I can't cook anything. I can barely make tuna fish. So what do I do? I use field of greens every day. This one's empty because it's mine. You can hear it rattling around a mile. You need to send me more. So he owns the company. I appreciate it. This is my favorite, the wild berry flavor. If you look on the back of this, it's important. I want you to see in caps. I don't know if you can see. I wish we could zoom in. But it says nutrition facts. It doesn't say supplement facts. Why? Because field of greens is ground up, healthy, fresh fruits and vegetables. It's food. This is not a supplement. This is nutrition. This is real, fresh fruits and vegetables ground up into a powder. There's almost no powder left. Even smells good. Smells like wild berry. It's complete with pre and probiotics and it tastes delicious. It's a way to get your fruits and vegetables every day. I take it twice a day. You can take it three times a day. Use it for your kids, the athletes in your home, whatever it may be. Throw it in. I like it in tomato juice. My kids like it in orange juice. Paula takes it in water. You can put it in green tea, whatever you want. Just put a scoop in there, a glass of water, stir. You're done. Pick it up today. And while you're at it on the site, Looking to add some muscle and look better for the new year. Try Foundation too, which was the old standby. I haven't mentioned that in a while. Their creatine ATP product. It's the real McCoy. Think about it. I went through chemo and losing an ounce some muscle. I've <laughs> been True story. Just put one scoop in a glass of water, feel the greens again, stir, and you're ready to go. Go to brickhousenutrition.com slash Dan today. Get 15% off your first order with the promo code Dan at checkout. You won't regret it. You're going to love this stuff. My first sponsor and one of my favorites. BrickhouseNutrition.com slash Dan for both foundation and field of greens. BrickhouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan, get 15% off today. Thanks, Brickhouse Nutrition. All right. Back to the show. Um, folks, one more, ad, uh, one more uh, not ad, but request and ask, I should say, before we get back to you. Please check out again, BonginoReport.com. We put a lot of work every day into what I feel is the best news aggregator on the net don't even waste your time on liberal newspapers or the left-leaning now totally left this drudge report. Bonginoreport.com, it's growing in droves. We're cracking these, uh, the uh, the top uh, websites now around. Where The website traffic's been through the roof. It's your best aggregator for news in the morning. We only support conservative sites. There's no lunatics and no fringe liberal nonsense on there. Bonginoreport.com, bookmark it every morning. Use it as your go-to source for the best conservative news of the day. Appreciate that. All right, I saw this article by the great Dennis Prager, one of the real thinkers of our time. And he talks about this totalitarian streak on the left. And the title sums up his article beautifully. And it's worth your time. It'll be in the show notes, the newsletter. Check it out. Why the left has to suppress free speech by Dennis Prager. So he talks about first something I've warned about often, that if you were just a minor student of history, if you've read a Charlie Brown encyclopedia as a kid, you would know that pushing the beach ball underwater and trying to silence your political opponents like leftist totalitarians do has never ended, ended in anything, anything other than death and destruction, ever. It is a disaster for humankind. Prager addresses it in the opening paragraph. This is a short piece. It's not one of those 11,000 word manifestos. It's, re- I, it, it's probably not more than 700 words, but it's worth your time. Prager says, hey, let us begin with this fact. The left always suppresses speech, always. Since Lenin and the Bolshevik revolution in Russia in 1917, there's been no example of the left in control and not crushing dissent. None. This is what they do, the Bolsheviks and the left. He says there's one important difference between liberals and the left. Liberalism and liberals believe in free speech. He's talking about real liberals, not the fake ones we have now. He says, the present leftist threat to freedom in America, the greatest threat to freedom in American history, listen to this, is made possible because liberals think they have more to fear from conservatives than from the left. Liberals do not understand that the left regards liberals as their useful idiots. Basically, what I suggested to you yesterday, that Every totalitarian movement in human history where they've crushed dissent, crushed freedom, imprisoned people for their political beliefs, killed and tortured people has always used useful idiots to get there. I can't recommend to you enough the Solzhenitsyn books, the Gulag Archipelago and the First Circle. They're long reads, but they're worth your time. Folks, I haven't finished both books, but I've gotten through most of it. And it is some of the most disturbing material you'll ever read about how the Soviet Union did this exact thing The real radicals, the left, uses people who claim to be liberals in the media and otherwise as useful idiots to march towards totalitarianism, and they play on because they're too stupid to figure it out. You know, liberals, Chuck Todd, Brian Stelter, all of those morons, and then Rachel Maddow. The history is clear. The path we're on is dangerous. Here's the second part of Prager's absolutely fantastic piece when he talks about the useful idiot crowd. Basically, universities, the media, and Hollywood. Check this out. The left controls universities. No dissent allowed there. The left controls nearly every, air quotes, news medium. Little or no dissent allowed there. Not even in the news section, and certainly not in the opinion sections. The left controls Hollywood. No dissents allowed in Hollywood. That's why we have cancel culture. The silencing and firing of anyone who publicly dissents from the left, and even publicly, is no longer necessary. The National Association of Realtors just announced that if you express dissenting views, on race especially, in private, you may be fined and lose your membership in the organization, which effectively ends your career as a realtor. You didn't believe me in the beginning when I said they're coming after your job next? You thought I was kidding? It's always a conspiracy theory until it happens. And it's not a theory, but it's a conspiracy. It's no longer theoretical when it happens, right? It's not a theory when it actually happens. So the title of the piece is Why the Left Must Suppress Free Speech. So Dan, get to the why. Why? Well, Dennis says something I've said to you often. Joe, I think you can vouch for me on this one. What have I always told you about the left, that the left never runs on ideas because their ideas are never backed up by any data, facts or reality. Their mm-hmm. ideas are ridiculous. So what does the left do to win elections? The same thing Biden did. They just tell you the other guys are racist. Right. They don't say that's why the media propagandizes and runs with that, because the media understands if they actually start to ask the left questions like, Joe, did you take a payoff from China? Joe, is hiking taxes ever worked? Joe, is totalitarian free speech everywhere? They're gonna get uh crushing of free speech everywhere, they're gonna get an answer they don't like. So what do they do? They just say the other guys are racist, vote for us, we'll protect you. That's their only strategy. Have I not said that to you for five, six, seven years now? Mm-hmm. Well, Dennis Prager, a much smarter man than me, says it more eloquently than I can in the final portion of his speech, uh, of his piece, which is worth your time. Digest. Chew the cud on every single bit of this. Tattoo it on your brain. He says the answer, though the left won't acknowledge it, is that the left fears dissent, and they do so for good reason. Leftism is essentially a giant balloon filled with nothing but hot air. Therefore, no matter how big the balloon, the Democrat Party, the New York Times, Yale University, all it takes is a little pin to burst it. Leftism is venerated by intellectuals, but there's little intellectual substance to leftism. It's a combination of doctrine and emotion. You want the proof? Those with intellectual depth do not stifle dissent. They welcome it. That is why universities are so opposed to conservatives coming to speak on campus. One articulate conservative can undo years of left-wing indoctrination in a one-hour talk or a Q&A. Prager says, I know this from personal experience on campuses. You can too. Watch the speeches given by any conservative allowed to speak on a campus. You ever watch the Dinesh D'Souza, Milton Friedman videos on college campuses as leftist indoctrinated college kids for the first time hear the truth? You ever see the eyeballs? You ever see the faces? You ever see the rage by some who for the first time Rage out at the Nash or others because they realize their entire lives are a lie. The entire leftist balloon, enormous, the size of the state of Texas, or maybe California is a better analogy, burst with one little pin. The house of cards falls apart because everything you believed was fake. Marxism's a path to genuine equity, the new buzzword. High taxes are a way to save the economy. Public schools are going to educate your kids better than your own choices in education. Governments can run healthcare better than doctors and patients. All of those ideas are farcical, not backed up on any data, have literally killed people. In the case of Marxism, hundreds of millions. What must it be like to be a leftist on a college campus told all that nonsense for years, not based on, but not backed up or based on any fact or data. And you have one conservative speaker in a 10-minute Q&A that bursts it all and your whole life falls apart. Why does the left crush free speech? One, because they can. And second, because if free speech is allowed, the entire leftist balloon, empty, vacuous, nothing inside but hot air. Explodes right there. Prager's a much smarter man than me. I consider myself, hopefully, one of the smart, smart people. And one of the things about I don't mean that as a pretentious compliment or some kind of like, hey, look at me. Smart, smart people know their limitations, and I know mine. Prager's a much smarter man than me. And you defer to that kind of expertise when you hear it. I always explained it as a, what did we call it, Joey? A box full of air popcorn, liberalism. Yeah, you open yeah. the box, you're looking for the prize and it's just air popcorn. I think his empty balloon is a better analogy. So defer to expertise when you see it. Be a smart, smart person. Know your limits. Know what you can and can't figure out. Don't be a smart, stupid person like the Republican Party today, like Ben Sass and others. All right. I was again. I want to get to the Flynn stuff and the Spygate stuff, but ladies and gentlemen, we have pressing priorities right now. Um, And I want to defend myself. Last night, I got a lot of uh, criticism, and and that's okay. There's no nothing wrong with that. That's why my uh, our our show emails out there on the website. If you'd like to communicate with us, there's nothing wrong with that. But I want to defend myself. And what do I mean? I was on uh, Sean Hannity's show last night, and um, I got a little hot last night on the show. But I meant every word of it because I'm just tired of of hearing about you know unity when one party wants to annihilate us. Believe me, every day, nothing's good news anymore in my life. It's just less bad news. It's not a pity party. The fight's the fight. Get ready for it. That's what we've been put here to do. End of story. No pity, no sorrow, no nothing. Just do it. But I mentioned last night, we were, I was talking about the futility of Mitch McConnell and others, that relying on a third-party movement is a strategic disaster. Folks, I'm telling you, I've never gotten more emails on a topic. Maybe the death penalty show I did. I'm only. I'm not going to tell you what sounds right. You don't have to agree with it. I love the back and forth we have via social media, email, and elsewhere. And if I think I'm wrong and you can defend an idea, I'm happy to change my position. I did on some trade issues. But I am absolutely convinced the idea of starting a third party right now is an absolute disaster, and I just said absolute twice, which is bad. Let me tell you why, and then I'll give you an example. Folks, we don't live in a parliamentary system. I discussed this the other day, but I have to say it again because I mentioned a third party disaster last night, and, and, and there's been a flood of info. We have winner-take-all congressional districts. There is no proportional representation. Either a Republican, a Democrat, or a Libertarian, or someone wins that district. That's it. There are no two congressmen from a district based on what percentage of the vote. That None. It is not proportional representation. It's win or go home. The problem with that and I you know what I explained it poorly the other day and forgive me. I'm going to go take a different angle today. I explained it that the Republican party owns the infrastructure right now. It's our party though that was functions through our money and our time. They own the email list. They yeah. own the volunteer list. They own the money. It's ours. Why we would forfeit that, even if the house burned down, there's still a shell of it left we can rebuild. You're better than starting from scratch. And the house did burn down. It's a mess. The GOP is a a flaming dumpster fire right now. But there's still a dumpster left. I don't want to have to buy a new dumpster. But that was a bad analogy. Here's a better way to describe it. We don't have the numbers, folks. In a winner-take-all district for Congress, and I'll explain to you how that affects the presidency, too, in a minute, we don't have the numbers to win. These districts are winner-take-all. The Democrats in most of the districts that aren't horribly gerrymandered, the swing districts that matter, that determine control, right? You you figure you have whatever, a hundred maybe seats that are Democrat. No one's, no Republicans winning. It's like Baltimore City, L.A., like no one's New York City. The Republicans not winning that anytime soon. Let's just be honest. Statistics back it up. Not in, I'm living in, you know, fantasy land. Say there's 100 Democrat, 100 Republican seats. I'm, I'm just throwing out round numbers. And the rest are swing seats. Those are, that those numbers are up. But say the rest are up for grabs. Right? Mm-hmm. In those swing districts, say they're 50-50 Democrat or Republican. If the Democrats don't split their party, which they won't, why would they? They own the White House, effectively the Senate, and the House right now. Why would they split their party? They're loving this. The Democrats will get 50% of the vote. Ladies and gentlemen, it's just math. I'm not trying to offend you. I'm just trying to tell you the strategy's a failure. 50% of Democrats will vote for their Democrat. They're not going to split. But then the other 50%, Say 25% stick with the dumpster fire GOP, and then 25% stick with the third party, whatever it may be, the new GOP. Who knows? GOP, the sequel. How do you win? It's a winner-take-all district. There's no mathematical path to victory. None. Zero. So why engage in a strategy that's futile? To what point are we making? By losing? You will, therefore, in swing districts, have routes by Democrat candidates who will win all the swing districts, too. You may say, well, Dan, we can make it up for the presidency. We can run as, you know, Democrat, whatever Biden, say, runs for re-election. We could run Trump under a third-party banner. And then the Demo- and the Republican failures can run, uh, who, who's a big failure in the Republican Party? Um, They could run Nancy Mace, that South Carolina congresswoman who who bailed on us the minute she got in there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you have the same problem. To become the president of the United States, you need 270 electoral votes. How's that going to happen? If we split the vote nationally and even some Republicans, some Democrats, excuse me, vote for Trump like they did last time, you'll have a repeat of what actually happened with a third party before It did. Yeah, it did. Most of you weren't alive. And I'm not a historian. I don't pretend to be, but I enjoy history. History Channel is one of my favorite things to watch, even though most of their stuff is totally leftist. Once in a while, I'll have a good one. Remember what happened in 1912? Yeah, we tried the same thing. The Republican Party split into the Teddy Roosevelt wing and the Taft wing. And you know who got elected president? One of the worst, most liberal, radical presidents in U.S. history, Woodrow Wilson. You want the numbers? You think there's a chance of, well, Teddy Roosevelt, I'll give you the exact numbers. Because it's exactly what would happen. Joe Biden, if he ran for re-election, would get about 45, 40% of the vote. And the Republicans would split amongst dumpster fire Republicans. And the Patriots and a third party. You have no chance of winning. It's never going to happen. So why do it? Here's the numbers from 1912. How many electoral votes do you think uh, Woodrow Wilson got? 271, 272? Was it a squeaker? Keep in mind, it was a Republican third party under Teddy Roosevelt in this one. Yeah, Woodrow Wilson won 435 to 88. Sounds like a winning strategy to me, folks. 435 to 88 because the Republican conservative libertarian vote was split. Well, how many states did Wilson win? 26, 40, four, zero, 40. You may say, wow, he won 435 electoral votes in 40 states. What did he get? Like 80% of the vote? Mm Mm-mm, 41. Prove my point. He won nearly every state in the union and nearly every electoral vote with 41% of the vote because Taft and Roosevelt split 27 and 23%. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a failure. Anyone telling you otherwise is lying to you. It is a failure. I told you I'd leave you with a bit of good news. And the good news is this, the Republican party is yours. You built it, you built the infrastructure. It is an absolute cataclysmic dumpster fire of a failure right now. But at a minimum, there's still a dumpster left. There's some money there and there's some infrastructure we can use. It's our party, not theirs. If you cede it to them and start a third party, you will, you will be routed in a historic route you've never seen since 1912. The way to fix it now is to take your money and your volunteer work and to go and recruit and find candidates who believe in our ideas, crazy things like liberty and stuff, and get rid of these buffoons and gutless wonders in the Republican Party now. From Adam Kinzinger, I'm sorry, I'm down on this Crenshaw guy. Mace in South Carolina, if they can't align with our principles and show some backbone. And again, I'm not knocking their prior service or anything like that. I'm talking about politically. I'm not going to engage in the Jake Tapper thing because that's just stupid and counterproductive. I serve the country too. No one defers to me. Oh, Dan was a secret service. That's not Really? I get like 25 death threats a day. God bless what they've done for the country. Mace and Crenshaw have terrific CVs. I don't know, but I think Kinzinger served too. Congratulations. Great. Thank you. Sincerely. That does not absolve you of leading going forward. These are three high profile people. And I'm not suggesting some blind loyalty to Donald Trump either. I'm suggesting a loyalty and fidelity to the causes of liberty and freedom going forward. And I mean real, touchable, tangible liberty and freedom, not the campaign slogan. I mean economic liberty. Where are you on government spending, on taxes, on school choice, on health care reform? Where are you on all that stuff? And I'm backing people who did it. Why are you wasting your time attacking Donald Trump? So on a good note, we can do this. It's our party. There's 75 million of us. Ladies and gentlemen, that can switch and reform an entire party. It did it in the Reagan revolution. We can do it again. Do not walk down the failure path because it feels good. That's what Democrats do. And one last thought. This all comes in cycles, folks, all of it. This is low. We're in you know, the natural vicissitudes of life. We're at a trough right now. I know. We're at the bottom. We're looking up. We're like, how are we going to dig out of this? The answer is you don't have a choice. I told you, it's a boxing match. It's not a golf game. But secondly, it all comes in cycles. How much worse could it have gotten than Jimmy Carter? They gave us Ronald Reagan. How much worse could it have gotten than Barack Obama? We got Donald Trump. It comes in cycles. You still live in the wealthiest, most prosperous country on earth. We're in a dark time. I opened up the whole show with it. But those dark times don't last forever. They never do. They never do. We can fix it, but it starts today. You got to brush off as hard as it is. I understand your disappointment. I'm depressed, too. you probably hear my voice. It's been a really bad couple weeks. Nothing has gone right. But I'm not giving up on you. And if anybody, after being nearly destroyed this last few weeks, has earned the right to say I'm taking a day off, it would have been me. But I'm not. Got to dust off. Get off the mat. Fight back. All right, folks, I appreciate your time and your loyalty during this tough time. Um, You've stuck with us, shows in the numbers, and we really appreciate it. Please subscribe to my show on Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. It is our free speech alternative to YouTube. We are well over a million subscribers right now. Don't watch on YouTube. YouTube is garbage. I actually hope they ban us soon because I just hate posting there. So please go to rumble.com slash Bongino. Subscribe to the show free. You can watch the video right there. Uh, We really appreciate that. And go to BonginoReport.com. You're home for the sane conservative news of the day. Bookmark it on your page. We really appreciate it. We'll see you all tomorrow when the fight begins anew. You just heard Dan Bongino.